Welcome to the Ember Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today as we gather together to wrestle with the ways that these ancient texts collide with our everyday lives as 21st century people. Using art, music, and the world around us as our guide, we hope to breathe new life into these texts and that our conversations spark as much curiosity and creativity for you as they do for us. Hi, I'm Jeremy Grafe. I lead Ember Faith Community here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hi, I'm Allison Spooner, and I'm the pastor at Faith Emmanuel and Hope Presbyterian Churches. Hi, I'm Kelsey Wallace, and I'm a PhD candidate at Drew University. For this season of the podcast, we're taking a look at the book of Jonah. We'll be reading Jonah not as a retelling of historic events, but as an ancient novel, and we'll explore its themes of call, repentance, and God's mercy. Welcome to the Ember Podcast. This week we are joined by Rabbi Jack Paskoff of Congregation Shirai Shemayim of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to share how Jonah is understood in the Jewish tradition. It's an especially timely episode as this episode is airing between the High Holy Days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Thanks for tuning in. How do you usually see Jonah showing up in your own congregation and your own tradition? For one of the minor prophets, uh, Jonah actually plays a very prominent role uh, in that we read the story of Jonah every year on Yom Kippur. It's our holiest day of the year. It is read on the afternoon of Yom Kippur. Uh, so we do share it as a paradigm of what general, uh, genuine repentance and forgiveness can be. Uh, so speaking to us on Yom Kippur, our Day of Atonement, uh, when we're praying for forgiveness, this has a very profound impact on the meaning of that day for us. So if you were... If you were to talk to folks outside of the Jewish tradition, what would you want them to know about Jonah? There are several important things in the book. The first is it does play into a notion, a developing notion throughout the Hebrew Bible of a God that is not a national God, but a God who is a universal God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is not just the God of Israel. This is a God who is concerned about the people of Nineveh. Uh, This is about a God whose outreach extends to Tarshish. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is about a God who controls sea creatures. So we are developing this notion of a single deity that uh, is overseeing everything that's happening in the world. There are two, for us as Jews, there are two important groups of non-Jews in the story of Jonah. Now, of course, the word Jew is anachronistic. Uh, at that time, when uh, Jonah is asked by the people on the ship with him as he's fleeing God's will, uh, he's asked who he is, and he identifies himself as a Hebrew. So to say Jew is anachronistic, but it's a convenient term for us now. But you do have two groups of non-Jews who play significant roles. The first are the sailors on the ship. Uh, They know that the storm is going to destroy the boat eventually, and everyone inside it. Uh, They each pray to their own God, according to the text. And then they remember this guy who's sound asleep down in the uh, the belly of the the ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, They go to wake him up and they demand that he pray to his God. 
Uh, and he says, no, don't worry about me. Just throw me overboard and everything will be fine. Uh, and uh, eventually they are forced to throw him overboard because uh, nothing is going to put an end to the storm that will destroy the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, as soon as it does, as soon as they throw him overboard, uh, the waters quiet down, uh, they are safe, and they have this moment of recognition of the God of Israel. Uh, it's not clear, and it would be false to say, that they recognize the God of Israel as the only God. But they have been introduced to a new God uh, and some God to whom they swear uh, a certain amount of allegiance, uh, recognizing his great power. So that's one group of non-Jews who uh, are introduced to God in this way. The others are the people from Nineveh. Uh, These are these horrible, miserable, rotten people. Uh, Jonah is sent to... Uh, to speak to them, to caution them, to demand their repentance. Uh, and while Jonah is absolutely convinced that they're beyond redemption when they are confronted with the meaning of this moment, uh, they in fact repent, uh, starting with the king on down, uh, and they are prepared to accept God's will. Uh, So again, another group of non-Hebrews, non-Israelites, non-Jews who are ready to understand that there is a God who uh, is angry, but a God who cares enough to forgive. Hmm. Is there anything else that you would want to share? Jonah is an interesting character in and of himself. Uh, He is called out of nowhere. He doesn't want this mission. He seems to despise the people of Nineveh and believe that they are a lost cause. Uh, He runs away from God's command. And I think many of us can see ourselves in in that moment where we have a sense of where our lives should be headed and what God wants from us. And yet we go out of our way to literally go in the opposite direction. And when we run out of land, we get on the water to continue going farther and farther away Mm -hmm. from what God demands of us and what God wants of us. Uh, Jonah does that. Uh, Jonah does say, as a matter of pride, that he's a Hebrew when he's on on the ship. Uh, When he is spit back all the way to Nineveh, uh, even then he's reluctant to allow for redemption for these people. Uh, He makes the scenario much worse than God had uh, indicated it would be Mm -hmm. as a threat, and he's hoping that they'll fail, that they will not be able to repent, Mm -hmm. and goes about sitting and watching from a distance. Uh, And And then we get this this great moment uh, where God causes the gourd to grow and provide shade uh, for Jonah, Mm -hmm. and of course then it's gone. And Jonah is deeply upset. Uh, And it is uh, the only book of the Hebrew Bible, at least, that ends with a question. You're so worried, Jonah, about a a gourd that you had no role in creating, Mm -hmm. God says. And I created all these people, and I shouldn't be worried about them. Uh, After all, God says, they're ignorant. Uh, So God is willing to let them off the hook for it being a matter of ignorance rather than a matter of evil. Uh, and Jonah seems perhaps 
to have learned his lesson. We don't know that for sure. Uh, he, he is unrepentant in his uh, judgment of the people, even as God has demonstrated God's willingness to forgive when repentance is sincere. This week, we invite you to notice that although Christians and Jews share Jonah as part of their holy scripture, we understand the text differently and use the text differently. In the coming week, we'd like to invite you to recognize how difference can expand, enliven, and enrich our experience of scripture. Thanks for tuning in. As we work through this text, we want to make sure that we are also in conversation with you, our listeners. So we invite you to reach out to us with questions, comments, and we'll be addressing these as we go on in subsequent podcasts. You can send your questions to emberfaithcommunity at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you. The Ember Podcast is a production of Ember Faith Community. Your hosts are Jeremy Grafe, Allison Spooner, and Kelsey Wallace. Music written and performed by Subaltern Project. All rights reserved, 2017.